It's National Park Service Founders Day, National mm. Whiskey Sour Day, um, National Kiss and Makeup Day. <laughs> That's like National every other day at my house. <laughs> <laughs> Kim's married to me. <laughs> Welcome to this thing called church. Today is Wednesday, August 25th. This is our seventh, lucky number seventh uh, episode. I am uh, joined with David and Kevin, and I always ask how you guys are doing, and I always get like a stalled response. So David, how are you doing today? I'm good. It's uh, Wednesday. It's hot again. Tired of that, but we'll take it. Yes. How about you, Kevin? How are you doing? Doing great. Kids are back in school. Loving it. Yeah, I know. <clears throat> We've been two weeks and I'm, we're still adjusting to the early mornings. Oh. Um, <clears throat> but it feels good to be up and getting them off to school and having productive days. Um, it's like the time change. Though. I get so tired, though. Yeah, I know. I, I need to walk. I'm ready to go to bed. <laughs> well, and my kids have been like going to bed like on their own earlier because they're tired like they're, they're tired of using their brains all day which is good and I'm just I will never complain again after having the last year basically virtual I'll never complain about making lunches and getting them up and driving kids everywhere um, even though that's been the last two weeks is shuttling everybody again in the schedules and yep all that. <clears throat> so, but yeah, let's just, I'm keeping fingers crossed that they can continue in person getting their education. So, yeah. And we started up youth choirs this week. Had a lot yes. of kids youth and bells and start singing choir tonight. So, yep. That's exciting. We had a good turnout for middle school and high school bells yeah. on Monday. Almost 30 youth in total in each group. Yeah. <clears throat> that, yeah. Yeah. And they did well. They did well. Like, you know, the first, I think you went, we went through four songs for middle school bells, like, yeah, that they had never and, seen before. And your, your firstborn, Emma said, I came in here with a headache and this isn't helping. <laughs> that, that really is the worst place to be if you have a headache is bells. If you don't know that. <laughs> I asked her last night if she was okay during bells or something because somebody was concerned for her. And she's like, oh yeah, that's because I was down at the bass bells. I said, but you asked to be down there. She's like, yeah, I don't know if I like it. <laughs> Sorry. I know whose daughter she is. <laughs> uh, so yes, bells are back, flyers back, things are starting to get back to a new norm. And we have a churchwide book study coming up. Mm -hmm. September 12th. Yep. That's going to be exciting too, actually. It's um, a great little book. I think I have it. Um, I haven't started reading it yet. Um, what mug do you have today? Can you share your... So um, I have a... I'll, I'll do this side of it. Uh, Charlotte 49ers mug. Um, 
I'll have to pull out a Davidson mug too soon so I can equally represent. <laughs> um, but this is their new logo. They have, you get, well, you, folks probably know they have the, the block C with the, with the pickaxe in it. And now they're Charlotte. Uh, they're, they're trying to encourage folks. I feel like I'm doing a commercial for UNC Charlotte. They're trying to encourage folks. Thanks, Kevin. <laughs> Trying well, you're to, sending all your money there, so might, might as well. Well, not much. I mean, I'd some, but try, it's cheaper than Bozeman was. I'll just put it that <laughs> way. Wait, that was out of state. So um, um, they're trying to, to move towards uh, kind of being known as Charlotte. Um, they're not changing the name to University of Charlotte, but, you know, like University of Louisville or what other places like that. But um, to, I think to distinguish themselves from other schools in the UNC system. Uh, they're the second largest, I think, second largest school in the state. So wow. bigger than Chapel Hill. What's the biggest school? NC State, mm. of course. Biggest I, was in giving, the I was giving that to you, man. Just set it right up for you. No, it's right back there. See it on top of that other diploma. Yeah. <laughs> that is not I can say that. It's definitely going to be kiss and makeup day for you, National Kiss and Makeup Day. Used to it. <laughs> Anywho, uh, anything else going on with you guys? No. Just getting ready for fall. <laughs> All the stuff that that brings. Yeah, yeah. I mean, <clears throat> the holidays are right around the corner. Things are. Sorry, Kevin. But I mean, the pumpkin patch is coming and fall, the harvest procession, all saints, and then Christmas, Advent Christmas. So it's, it's like the Super Bowl of, of DUMC. It's a sprint till December something. Yeah. Hey, four months today, Christmas. Yeah, that's right. It's the 25th. Yeah. Here you go, Kevin. Yep. Get working on it. Don't quit. I gotta go. I'll see you later. <laughs> <laughs> Notice we are wearing remarkably similar shirts. I don't have stripes, but the color's close. Yeah. Hey, how about that? Yeah, you two are like in a gray. Yeah. And I'm kind of like in a bluish. The uh, uniform for the podcast. Yeah, not even planned. Impressive. Is that the shirt you wore last time, Kevin? Yes, actually, no. <laughs> the shirt I was wearing yesterday was the shirt I wore last time. <laughs> this will shock no one that I'm not a clothes horse. I, I don't like variety. I don't want to think about clothes, so I just... Keep it simple. Yeah, it's the reason I wear a dress on Sundays. I don't have to think about what I do. <laughs> All right, let's get to our topic, shall we? Um, our topic for today is the Lord's Prayer, and it sounds simple enough, and I feel like it's um, kind of everybody knows about it, but when we were talking about topics for, for our shows, David was brought this one up and said he, you could actually do two shows on this or two sermons on, and I think you've done a sermon series on the Lord's Prayer, um, which is really fascinating that People, and actually, when I was Googling Lord's Prayer, there's tons of book studies, Bible studies, deeper lessons, teachings on the Lord's Prayer, which 
I love because it's so common, but yet it's people go so much deeper with it. Um, and one of the things too that I was reading, which is probably pretty true, is that we all know it so well, but we don't know it well. Like we know we just gloss over it because we we are familiar with the words and we just say the words, but we don't dig deeper into the meaning. So I feel like this is a, a really good topic to kind of dig a little bit deeper. So maybe the next time we are saying it, it will um, resonate. So um, do you want to start off, David, with, I guess we'll just start with the basics, like what is the Lord's Prayer and how did it come about? Sure. We, um, so, um, I, well, the, the Lord's Prayer occurs two places. Uh, in scripture. It's found in two places in the New Testament, um, both in uh, Matthew's gospel in Matthew chapter 6, and then in Luke chapter 11. And it's um, in Matthew, it's in the section of Matthew's gospel where that we normally think of as the, or refer to as the Sermon on the Mount. In Luke, it's the Sermon on the, on the Plain. Jesus was standing on a, a level place. So, but similar content in those two set in the Sermon on the Plain and the Sermon on the Mount, uh, Matthew six, Luke eleven. Um, the Matthew version is simply uh, "Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come. Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. Forgive us our debts, as we also have forgiven our debtors. And do not bring us to the time of trial, but rescue us from the evil one." And then the Luke version is. Um, Father, hallowed be your name, your kingdom come, give us each day our daily bread, and forgive our sins as we ourselves forgive everyone indebted to us, and do not bring us to the time of trial. So you can see they sound a little different than what we say on what we pray on Sunday mornings. Um, it's missing for thine is the kingdom, you know, that part of the prayer. That was that is not in scripture. It was added later uh, by the church. Uh, there's a version of that in the Didache, which is uh, first century. It's a it's a it's a book of teachings of the early church. A lot around liturgy and worship. Um, that was written in about 95 um, A.D. And then, kind of the I guess the most official final version of it is from a document that dates to about the fourth century. So from around the fourth century, um, that doxological ending of for thine is the kingdom, the power and the glory has been added to the prayer when we say it in worship. Other traditions don't always say it or say it in a slightly different way, but um, it's become really known as part of the prayer um, for most Protestants. And, um, you know, there's different different versions. Their debts, their sins, their trespasses. <laughs> uh, I I like. Uh, there's a couple of modern, more uh, modern's not the right way, but um, they take out the thys and the thines, and that, and I actually, when I'm praying the Lord's prayer on my own, that's kind of the version that I use. It uses sins instead of trespasses or debts. I just think it it's how we talk. Mm -hmm. It doesn't change the meaning of the prayer. Just you know, just more familiar. I do have to catch myself though sometimes because I pray that way so often that in worship <laughs> I have started out with that version of the prayer and realized, oh no, we're not doing that one. 
and thankfully the congregation knows it and they're there they lead me back in the right direction so um but that's that's um the other thing that's really interesting about it is um well there's a lot interesting about it but in both instances uh in matthew's gospel it's where jesus is talking about not practicing your piety in front of others don't heap up empty phrases when you pray that kind of stuff and then he says um pray then in this way and he teaches them the prayer um in luke's gospel the disciples actually ask um you know john the baptist taught his followers how to pray will you do that for us and jesus says um uh when you pray say this and then teaches them the prayer so in both instances when we encounter the lord's prayer for the first time it's it's in response to a request or some guidance from jesus on how his disciples should pray so uh, i i just find it heartening that um peter and james and john and all those folks that we think of as giants of the faith had to ask jesus how, how do we pray we don't know how to do this help us which is wonderfully human yeah <clears throat> well in one of the articles i was reading about it was saying that the lord's prayer actually is teaching us themes on how to pray and not necessarily you don't necessarily need to use those words but like each section and each it's it's how to follow a structure and not necessarily using those words like repents you from everything like here's some guidance for how to pray and fill it in with your own words kind of like you do david versus you just stick to those words it's not like the the one all be all you know <clears throat> so what would you say is the main message of and maybe kevin you can answer this one what's what would you say would be the main message of the lord's prayer Go for it, David. <laughs> I mean, I don't think there's one message. I think there's a couple, actually, for me. Um, I think it's revolution. I'm gonna just jump in here after I said take it, David. But I think it's revolutionary that we got to say that Jesus said we can call in the name of we can name God as Father. Uh, that's a. I think we kind of overlook that how how big of a deal that is if you can name somebody. You know, if, if I'm walking down the street and someone says, hey, you, I can keep walking. But if someone says, hey, Kevin, then I'm going to turn around. Um, the other part that's encouraging to me is it's this we say our father and not my father. Mm -hmm. And I that's a for the for the guy that loves church and, and worship. I love that, that it's not an individual thing. Mm -hmm. um, give us this day our daily bread. That's plural, collective, so that we're not so individualistic. That we're all in this together what do you think david yeah i think that is crit critical and you almost said it revolutionary uh, because li liberalism from about the 17th century on told us that the most important thing about human beings is that they're individuals um, that's a relatively new idea um, and i think it's it, it it is it is not the idea of scripture or the gospel or jesus uh, we are we are a community. We are um, we are a family. We are people who live life together and who are made for each other. 
And so I love the fact that Jesus said, you pray this together. It's our father. Mm -hmm. um, it's much like the creeds. Um, we believe in God, the father almighty, not I believe. It's not my individual belief. It's the church's belief. We believe this together and hold one another accountable to it and for it. Our father. Um, and, um, you know, give, as Kevin said, give us this day our daily bread. It's a reminder that we're all bound together in being able to have bread enough for the day. Um, it's not as long as I can eat, I don't worry about anybody else. No, you just pray to give us. So if there's part of the us that doesn't have their daily bread, it should, if you take the prayer seriously, it should concern us all. Um, so I, I love the, the, uh, the communal, collective, plural nature of the Lord's Prayer. Jesus was trying to teach us something there. Uh, this is not an ice, sort of a, a solo journey that we're on as Christians. Um, so I also found an article that apparently back in June of 2019, Pope Francis approved the change of the wording of the Lord's Prayer. Did you hear about this? So instead of, it, used, it was, and lead us not into temptation, but now the new wording is, do not let us fall into temptation. Because the Pope says is that um, God, um, I am the one who falls. It's not him pushing me into temptation then to see how I have fallen. So I thought that was really interesting too, that after all these years, they're still tweaking because he's the Pope said that he didn't think the translation was correct with the lead into temptation because he would, God would never lead us into temptation. So is that, did that really happen? Did, did they change it? Is that fake news? Yeah, they did change it. Yeah, yeah. worship. Um, you know, it, and I think, I mean, just the larger point of that is all of scripture is translated. Okay. Unless you speak Greek, Hebrew, and Aramaic, all of us are relying on translators mm -hmm. to do the historical and linguistic work of trying to, to put the scripture into the, whatever language we speak in a way that is as faithful to the text and the intent of the authors as we can get. So, and translators have to make decisions. You know, the, there, here's a word, it has eight different meanings depending on the context. Well, what right. is the context exactly here? Is it slightly this? Is it a little more that? And so they have to make choices. And yeah, even, I know you guys, we're laughing at me because I this is a book I picked up and had to reread for today. And I didn't remember any of it from two years ago. But look, even that was the difference between church fathers. These are all patristic. They all had different versions. Tertullian, Cyprian, this is the African Bible. I can't do this. And then Augustine, the other way around. Hmm. So it's all different. Like they were saying, remove us from the evil one, set us free from the evil one. Yeah. Oh, wow. All those have different connotations and different implications. Yeah. So yeah, lead us not to temptation always bothered me as a kid, so. Oh, see, you were on it even before they decided yeah. to change it. Yeah, I never really thought of it as God leading us to temptation. I always interpreted it as myself not going 
I always put the me into that and not God pushing me to that. So. Yeah, I think that's the, the Pope was probably right that, that I'm, I know he'll be glad to know that I think he was right, but. <laughs> I'll text him. Yeah. Um, but I think the sense of the text is more that. Yeah. God would like a sort of puppet master lead us into tempting you know, put a, you know, put a cheeseburger in front of you when you're on a diet or something. That's a silly example, but, um, yeah, Will Willeman says about it that when we pray this prayer, what we, in part, what we're doing is that we're reminded that salvation is, is much, much more than kind of this individual journey to heaven. Mm-hmm. It really is the salvation is the entrance into and participation in the adventure that is discipleship in Christ. And that when you enter into that world, um, you find yourself bumping into things. This is what we talked about on Sunday, like principalities and powers that might tempt you, that might be uh, opposed to this new life you're trying to live, um, that might bring trial and hardship as all the disciples experienced. And so that's what the prayer, it's, you know, it's almost like Jesus saying, okay, get ready. If you're really going to pray this prayer and enter into this life, it may not always be easy. So, so pray for God to, to, to guide and guard you in that. Yeah. I think Karen, you were right on when you said you felt like on the lead us not to temptation, that it was always you, you know, um, in the beginning of the prayer, it says that will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Mm-hmm. Like, what is it for me to, you know, how can I, keep God's will from being done. It's God's will. God's will will be done. And uh, so it's more about, I think there, let us help do that. Let us be the the will of God. Let us participate. Just like Dave was saying in the sermon on Sunday, we've don't get in the way, but start doing it. Is, Is the Lord's prayer part of, do we have to say it every, is it part of worship because i know kevin when you do your confirmation class and you have like the elements that mm-hmm. have to happen in order to be considered worship was the lord's prayer in that do we have to say it you don't have to and our order of worship and the, and the book of worship is there but i grew up in a tradition we didn't do it oh really mm-hmm. no creeds no yeah they don't yeah mm-mm. in the united methodist church yeah we do it but I don't know. What do you, what do you, David, what do they do in the Quaker tradition? Uh, they would pray, but it would, depends. It depended on the meeting. If it was yeah. a programmed meeting or an unprogrammed meeting. If it, was an, if it was an unprogrammed meeting, you essentially sat in silence. If someone was moved to pray the Lord's Prayer, they might offer it out loud and others would join them. If not, then we didn't. Um, yeah. I, in a lot of contemporary worship settings, um, this is not a criticism of contemporary worship just an observation um even in united methodist churches that have contemporary services the lord's prayer is prayed less frequently than in more traditional worship settings which is a shame i mean i wish i'd grown up doing it um because there's so little that unites us in worship i think you know whether it's music styles or whatever but one thing is the the creed the apostles creed and then the Lord's Prayer that kind of all across all the traditions, the Western and the Eastern, yeah. we can share in that. It doesn't matter about how you baptize or what kind of music you use. Um, anyway, that's just yeah. me. No, I agree. I feel like, I mean, I grew up, we said it, and we were in kind of a non-denominational church growing up, traditional, but not 
but and it's funny because I don't ever remember like re like practicing memorizing it I think it's just something that just becomes over time and you just know it and so it is kind of cool when you're in your church in your comfort zone when you go to other churches and you're always out of your comfort zone because you feel like you don't belong and you're whether you're visiting or or whatever but when you do say the lord's prayer it's kind of like oh you know i i feel like i can participate and i know you know there is some unity between different denominations so it does it is a comforting thing to hear it in other even if you're you've been in poland and and hungary with us and we've done it in you know other places too you're in another language you can tell when it starts to happen and and it's pretty amazing like that service we did in budapest it was happening in Hungarian and, and the English all at the same time. Yeah. That's pretty cool. Yeah. And the, the other thing about that too, Karen, is, um, uh, you know, you do sort of get this sense of, oh, these are my people. Like, <laughs> I belong here. Um, <laughs> a point of connection. But the other thing about it is you can pray the Lord's Prayer at any time during the day, just wherever you are. You, if you know it, you can pray it or look it up and pray it. Um, and chances are there's another Christian in that very moment saying it as well. well that's cool. I like that. Somewhere I like that world, too. With, a, you know, with nearly 2 billion Christians, was it 1.5 billion Christians or something? I don't know how many of us there are. Um, somebody's praying it with you somewhere, a brother or sister that you don't know. You mentioned the dedicate. Didn't it also say, I was reading yesterday about that. They, they, they encourage you to do it two or three times a day. Yeah, I think it was like five times a day. So. Yeah, five times a day. Paul's yeah. Five. yeah. I didn't know this, that they wouldn't, when you were becoming a Christian in the early church, you didn't get to learn the Lord's Prayer until right before Easter, when you were baptized and became a full-fledged member. It was sort of this one of the last things you learned. Huh. Interesting. One of the, yeah, one of the ritual, like the fraternity rituals, you know, you don't get to know everything until the last bit. But yeah, I didn't know that either until last night. Thanks to my really cool book. <laughs> That I almost didn't, that I didn't, almost didn't read, but I did read it, so. In <laughs> uh, one of the articles, too, that I found, um, they were talking about how that you say the Lord's Prayer, but God already knows what your prayers are before you even say them, and so somebody was raising the question, well, then why even bother saying it? You know, if God already knows what my prayers are before I say it. And, and the article referenced it as like, well, you, it's kind of like being a parent and you, you still want your child to ask you nicely for what, you know, he or she wants. And so I thought that was interesting too. So even though we know it and we know God has, knows our needs, it's still, it's still a good thing to say, still a good prayer to, to use daily as David does. Well, and because Prayer doesn't change God. Prayer changes us. Mm. The more you pray this prayer, the closer you become to Jesus who taught you to pray the prayer. And the more you begin to think about throughout the day, all right, yeah, what does it mean that, that my neighbor has their daily bread? Or in this moment, as I'm thinking about, I don't know, whatever political thing is going on or what, you know. Um, is is that God's kingdom coming, or is that opposed to God's kingdom? I mean, you you start to see life through the lens of the prayer, rather than through all the other lenses that we often see life through that are sometimes not very healthy or helpful. 
So wrapping up, is there anything um, that you would recommend to anybody to put this in practice or how to improve on or just how, how last thoughts on how to implement or use or suggestions on what they could do? Like, like you said, adding your own words into it. Is there, how would you send somebody off using the Lord's Prayer? I think, you know, find the version that works for you, the, the language, the, the, the translation or the language of the prayer that sort of fits with your, your conversation with God. Uh, if the, you know, if the um, thys and the thines and all of that don't work for you, they're, they're more contemporary versions that might help. Um, it, it, debts, debtors, trespasses, uh, sins, it all, all of that works it, that you don't have to just you can pick what works, you know, for you. Um, and then I'd say just uh, pause and pray it. Uh, maybe begin your day with it, end your day with it. Um, think about them. You know, it takes, what, 30 seconds? Almost, it can't take long to pray the Lord's Prayer. It's so short. Um, and then just, and, and then in worship, I, Kevin can give this speech as a, as a musician who wants to help us sing. Um, actually pray the prayer. Don't just say the words. Um, tr try to let it come from, from here as much as it's just coming from your head and your mouth. That's um, hard some Sundays. You know, we, some Sundays are easier than others. But uh, I think, it, remember that it is a prayer. It's not just, it's just not this thing that we recite for the sake of reciting it. You're right. I was going to say something like that. I was going to start with Augustine says, when you sing, you pray twice. Mm -hmm. So um, Karen sent me something earlier this morning about a recording of it on just go to YouTube and mm -hmm. type in Lord's Prayer song. She had a, a version of Andrea Bocelli that was beautiful and grandiose. And then I sent her one back of these people from the country of Georgia singing a, the Lord's Prayer in Aramaic, which was the language that Jesus would have said it in. And the Pope is there. Pope Francis is there listening and he's visibly moved and it's, it's a, a, a very aggressive type of singing, unaccompanied. Um, it's very earthy, but it's probably close to a way that, that Jesus would have maybe worshipped or, or prayed it. Um, but there's lots more different um, musical versions of the Lord's Prayer. And so to be like Augustine and, and sing, we, we pray twice, once with the words and once with the, the music. So I'll link them. I'll link those two versions in our email that, so people can can check out the different versions. And like you said, I'm sure there are plenty more out there. Yeah. Um, but it is, it, and you know what? They're both beautiful in their own way. They're completely different and they are beautiful in their own meaning. So <laughs> what? Don't laugh at me. You just sounded like, I'm not gonna give away which one you liked, but you just sounded like you were making fun of the ugly kid. Are beautiful in their own way yes <laughs> all right sorry Karen. A little more um i mentioned nt Wright on sunday in the sermon i've um one of my favorite theologians he has a short, just a tiny little book called the lord and his prayer mm -hmm. uh, on the lord's prayer and you can um i mean it, it's a quick read it's probably less than 100 pages uh, but if you want to explore the prayer in more depth the theology behind it, history of it, 
uh, it's a great place to begin. It's very accessible. All right, well, I'll link that one too so people can go. reference that. We're just a wealth of information. Or you can read Kevin's book. Yes. <laughs> yeah, three different theologians, the patristic fathers. Wow. I, st I still don't actually remember reading it the first time. <laughs> I don't, I don't. It was just three years ago. I don't know. It was for class. So, you know how you read for that. It's different than real life. So, yeah, yeah. Um, as far as church announcements, we have, Kevin, you want to talk about the concert, the big concert coming up on October yeah. 1st? So on October 1st, uh, Friday night, seven o'clock, Fernando Ortega is going to be here. And he is a dove, which is kind of like the Christian uh, music award, like a Grammy. Um, he's award-winning, has a dove award and works with the Billy Graham crusade a lot. And um, he's actually going to be at, at the Cove in Black Mountain. He sold out $75 to go see him and it sold out. He'll be at DUMC for free, thanks to the generosity of church members um, on Friday night, October the 1st. You just have to register and that's just so we don't end up with a thousand people. Um, but I will say we're already at a 320 people and a lot of non- DMC people are registering, which is great that it's attracting some people from the community. But there's a link, I think, on the website, Karen, yes. that you can on do that. On the website, under registrations. Yep. You can We're not collecting money, just your name and your email. Uh, and that's more about tracking numbers and being able to communicate if something should happen that I'm not going to mention because it's not going to happen. Yeah. So we're going to do this concert. So there you go. He's a big deal. Oh, and it will be live streamed. It will be live streamed. So yes. We will live stream it as well off of, off of our website. So if you don't feel comfortable being in a large group, um, you can still watch it. Um, but it's a big deal. Like he's kind of a big name. He's, yeah. he's, he's a big, like, yeah. You've got to get a special piano for him. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. do we have to have a green room? Yeah. Do we need to have like, M&Ms with no green ones or whatever. Yeah, yeah not like so much. Water and like he does want water. Yeah. Okay. All right. But it's not that weird. But okay. we've had stranger requests. I'm not going to go into it. But yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. Um, and then our other announcement that we have is that we are um taking. I guess I don't know if it's an application. Um, but it's for leadership positions on our our councils and um. So that process is starting up. And so if you are interested um, in being a leader, David, do you wanna talk more about it? Sure, um, yeah, administrative leadership, administrative kinds of ministry, trustees, finance, staff parish, that's kind of our HR committee um, and other uh, committees and teams, ministry teams. This is the time of the year when we start by reaching out to the congregation and saying, um, is God calling you to serve in a particular way? What gifts? might you bring that uh, the church would be blessed by, that would make us a stronger, more vital church. So, um, or others, if you know, you know, you know, you've got this friend you sit by every Sunday and you just know they'd be great at something, you can always suggest their name too. Doesn't mean every, you know, everybody's gonna be placed where they necessarily wanna be. We have, uh, we don't have, um, committees don't turn over as a whole. You have a few folks rotate on and off every year. So, um, but we'd, we'd love for folks to pray about it, see what God might be calling you to and, um, uh, and talk, reach out to me if you have questions. I'm happy to, I'm happy to talk, talk with you further about it, about how God might be calling you to serve the church in a, in a different way. 
So if you are interested in that, on the website under About Us, and then there's a tab that says Church Leadership, that's where you can find information on all the different positions, the leadership positions that's there on the website. And then also there's a, a form that you can complete with um, your information that would go to the committee, the big nominations committee. So that's on the website as well, or reach out and talk to David. So, yay. And thanks for that team, that nominations team led by Patty Gruce. They do a tremendous amount of work mm -hmm. to help us uh, have a healthy leadership pipeline um, every year. And they're, um, I'm grateful for them and the work they're putting into this. They've done an excellent job. All right. Well, as always, wonderful conversations, always learning something and some laughs along the way. Um, we will be back in two weeks, which would bring us already into September. Crazy. It's going by. Christmas is right around the corner. But um, everybody take care and have a great day. That's in October, right? November. November. Sorry. I don't have kids, but the dog is barking something. Can you hear him? <laughs> yep. Yeah. Yeah. doesn't bark. He's weird. He's special. If something isn't right, he's... You turn the air conditioning off. He's not. <laughs> he's like, I'm wearing a fur coat. Why did you do this? <laughs> it's 90 degrees. Oh, I'm already starting to get hot. <laughs> the Lord's Prayer in 10 minutes or less. Here we go. Here we go. <laughs>